Our heart sponsor for today is the 501c3 nonprofit National Treasures Artists in Residence. We are supporting them by offering an audience-requested masterclass on business plan writing. Over 30 days, you will receive daily emails with micro-tasks broken down over the month that will give you a complete plan. This will help you assemble your ideas, communicate your concept to others, and raise capital. Participants will be eligible for prizes that will help you polish your plan to optimize success. Visit AchievePodcast.com forward slash business plans with an S to register. On this episode, we have Alex Ozzy. Alex was born in Lebanon and left at the age of six for New Zealand to escape the war that had broken out in 1986. He was mostly raised in New Zealand with a few years in Qatar before returning to New Zealand for his university studies. He then lived in a number of regions in the world, finally settling in Dubai, which he now calls home. Alex was drawn to marketing from young, particularly in digital marketing. This interest grew alongside a passion for health optimization, also known as biohacking. He launched an agency in Dubai focused on companies in that space and has actively pursued opportunities in biohacking, including a strong focus in the uses of virtual reality. Alex, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's really great. Um, you're a very accomplished entrepreneur uh, with a strong passion for, for wellness and biohacking, which I've experienced in person in a few of our collaborations, which have always been um, you know, a source of joy. I've always enjoyed interacting with you. So it's, it's great to be able to share uh, your entrepreneurial sense and all that you've been through with with the audience today. So uh, thanks for, for again, for, for being here. Uh, I always like to go back to the origin story. And um, I know you have Lebanese roots that uh, you were, was it, is it that you were born in New Zealand? Born in Lebanon, uh, okay. left to New Zealand in the, in the middle or peak of the war in Lebanon. Right. from a war zone to paradise <laughs> well said. Um, was raised mainly raised in new zealand and then how old uh, were you when you left six. Oh wow okay so that was 86 and then uh spent uh those years until i was 13 in new zealand then moved over to qatar okay four years in qatar back to new zealand and then uh, I left New Zealand when I was 25 and uh, lived around the world, uh, ended up in Dubai. Uh, I had a four-year stint in, in, uh, in Italy, in Venice of all places. Which wow. was, okay. uh, yeah. Well, we're definitely going to get into that. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, do you have siblings, Alex? Yes, I have two half-brothers, one older, one younger. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, was their, their their experience maybe was a little different than yours in terms of growing up and where they were born? Yeah. So my my, my older bro uh, was you know born and raised in Lebanon, uh, immigrated to the U.S. at nineteen and started a big uh, American uh, uh, adventure and journey, including uh, you know ending in the U.S. Marine Corps, ending up in Wall Street, wow. uh, and getting uh, you know pretty big into uh, banking pretty big in the banking scene and ending up with a ceo position of a bank 
Gotcha. My younger bro is still in Lebanon, still in Lebanon, uh, you know, just started university. And uh, yeah, so his story is still in the early stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, growing up, I mean, uh, you were probably pretty aware pretty early uh, being six and having to to migrate to uh, a new country. Uh, that must have been challenging. What was that like for you? Well, it, it just seemed pretty natural, to be honest. I, uh, I, I can't say that there was any sense of, uh, you know, abandonment of, uh, or leaving a country or, you know, refugee status or anything like that. Sure, it was yeah. just part of life, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, because you know, Lebanon's a very established country. Um, it's really the the well-to-do who are able to to leave. This is not a, a story like Syria or um, uh, even the Southeast Asia when uh, you had the mass exodus from there. Um, what uh, what what would you turn to for fun? Did you read a lot? Did you was music a, a place where you Found your home as just thinking about those crucial years, six to thirteen. What uh, what did you glom onto? Oh, definitely, definitely started reading. I, I uh, you know, when I got my own musical taste, I, I used to fall asleep listening to the radio. Mm. Uh, so that that's uh, you know definitely formative for me. And uh, and then yeah, music's always been a big part of my life. Reading has always been a big part of my life. Um, around the same time, and, and this leads into the biohacking mission, my biohacking mission. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Getting into, uh, well, reading uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People when I was 19. Okay. That's my first Kobe. personal development book. Yeah. yeah nice. I, was like, I, I like this stuff. I like this stuff. And so <laughs> then I went on this quest of, uh, you know, devouring as much of that kind of information as I could in terms of how to live, etc., uh, and that kind of that was always a, a constant, including audiobooks, uh, until um, the, you know uh, I came across the word biohacking, which is a nice uh, way of putting. Uh, it's it, you know like it, it, I prefer it. It resonates with me more than like self help and personal development, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not a self help uh, kind of um, disciple. I'm a biohacker. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes complete sense. Um, you know, it's it, it's interesting. These these passions that run deep in us, oftentimes there's a root within our our childhood experience um can you tie it to something there that uh, you went through or that happened where you're like wow this is why i'm so keen on on biohacking linking it back to the childhood i i'd say you know uh it does come back to that kind of curiosity about wanting to know how the world works and how mm. we work inside the world, yeah. Uh, yeah. And just having that curiosity and uh, and just following it as far as I could and trying to, you know, identify who are the um, the best minds, the thought leaders to to kind of have a shortcut uh, to learning, you know, the best the, the best models, I guess, the best mental models. 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And did you just happen to stumble on the uh, Stephen Covey book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Or did somebody hand it to you? Or Honestly, I, I can't remember how, how I came across it. But like, I just picked it up. I was like, oh, this looks uh, intriguing. Yeah, <laughs> and then I got in and, and, and for the first time, I, I saw a really like uh, I, I would say mindful approach to, uh, to living relationships, etc., mm. goals, uh, and that, that really you know uh, excited resonated me. with you. Yeah, yeah, it spoke oh. to you. That's great. So you mentioned you read that when you were about nineteen. So you were in university at that time, and. Right. Um, you ended up studying management and computer science. Uh, tell us about right. that. What was the uh, desire, the impetus to study those areas? I, I, I like computers. I was like, okay, what do you do if you like computers? You do computer mm -hmm. science. Uh, it, it ended up. I, I ended up finding more passion in um, in the, the management science, information systems side, which is more like the architecture versus the building, which is computer science. Programming is kind of like building, but like info, Infosys is kind of like the architecture and solving problems and it's equal part business and technology. Mm, so yeah, I, I transitioned cool. into that. Nice, nice. That, that's why. Okay. Wow, brilliant. Uh, well, and it, it, it seems like your first entrepreneurial endeavor was actually prior to uni. Um, you started a company called Evolving Networks. Yeah, correct, correct. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I still like the name. I still <laughs> like the name. It's a great name. <laughs> yeah, uh, because every you know, I think all all um, power in in uh, in humanity comes from networks, networks of people mainly. Mm, well said. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was the the uh, brand that, that I came up with to um, uh, encompass my basically freelancing activities. You know, I, I built my first uh, website uh, in 96 for my mom's company. 96, that's when you couldn't choose the background color of, uh, of the web page. It was just great. Right. <laughs> uh, and... That was just you know like a basic uh, corporate website and then like early 2000s i think 2001 i i did my first data driven uh website using cold fusion where there was a database behind it uh you know kind of a dynamic website uh and uh you know kept on with that kind of uh, uh freelancing slash you know i i wouldn't really call it an agency it's more like freelancing uh, but moved into the performance and marketing side. So once you've built it, what do you do with it? Moved into that in the in the mid two thousands, um, with uh, with Google AdWords. Uh, launched my first Facebook ad campaign the week it came out. The the, the week Facebook ads came out in uh, two thousand and seven. Oh, nice. Wow, great! Yeah, so I've been surfing that. Just uh, just been getting into TikTok, the new channel. You know, so it's like stay <laughs> stay on the cutting edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. I mean, you you seem to always stay on that cutting edge, which is great. Um, a few steps 
that that brought us to to that time period um uh, i just uh, tell us about hostels club you were the uh business development director there um, yeah yeah so you go, you're going through my linkedin it's pretty sparse okay but uh, <laughs> that there was uh the, the important thing about that um role was that was my only ever employed uh position you've been on your own ever other than that yeah sorry you've been on your own other than that correct correct and uh and so that was my my first and only ever employed role that was in in venice in an online travel company uh where i had a very uh you know uh what do you call it uh, uh laissez-faire uh boss <laughs> who let me do whatever i wanted to do to grow the business which was pretty awesome having yeah. a lot of autonomy uh traveling the world it was in the travel industry so i got to travel the world uh in my you know mid-20s and that was uh super uh valuable uh and so that was from 2005 to 2009 Got you. Well, how did that experience come about? Uh, how did you land in uh, in Venice? I, I went there on holiday with wow. my bro, my older bro, and met uh, Andrea, my my boss. And uh, you know, he he uh, you know he showed me what he was doing, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. What about this? What about that?" Uh, so I I, I left um, I left uh, the holiday. I left Venice, but went back to Lebanon. I was in Lebanon at the time. And I was just, you know, uh, doing cool things to what, what I thought would multiply the business. Uh, and at some point, you know, a couple of months later, he was like, hey, you know, why don't you just move to Venice and uh, let's, uh, let's uh, you know, take things seriously. And I was like, yeah, that's a pretty cool idea, actually. Uh, it's a very unique place. It's a, have you been there? Oh, yeah, many times. Yeah, it's okay. a phenomenal place. I mean um it's just so unique the canals and um just navigating that uh easy to get lost of course but uh, uh you know there are some central focal points that uh, you could uh, uh sort of navigate around um but well, yeah now, I mean, now it's a kind of it's a fun park now at one point <laughs> it was the, the apex of civilization yeah, uh and true. right now the the entrepreneurial economy there is kind of hotels tour operators and restaurants mm, just supporting yeah. the tourist trade so so that's how andrea's company started uh as a online uh, travel company uh online booking website basically and, and uh so you know that was super uh an interesting super valuable experience but like i i didn't feel like a strong entrepreneurial buzz or vibe there or community you know it yeah. was all just like legacy legacy business family businesses yeah, true. family businesses, uh, you know chinese coming in and yeah. buying the restaurant you know that kind of thing so it didn't have that vibe so uh when i uh was given the project of opening an offshore office for that business in lebanon I was like, sure, I'll, I'll take care of that. Went over there, uh, recruited, opened an office, and now I'm back in my you know homeland. Uh, four years later, after having this uh, global exposure and uh, you know all, all that kind of experience and uh, education, 
And then I'm back in the homeland with the, with the family connections and everything. And then there's a way more hustle in Lebanon, as you know, as you've spoken to, it's sure. a very, uh, uh, you know, kind of vi vibrant uh, uh, nationality, I guess, or country. And, yeah. Uh, and so it didn't take long for me to uh, uncover several opportunities, which I started, you know, like at the same time. So like there was maybe four or five different businesses started at the same time with different friends and partners. And that uh, that was the launch of my second entrepreneurial career around 2009. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, after living in Venice for a few years, you came back to Beirut. Yeah, which, uh, you know, uh, has always been described as the Paris of the East. Paris of the Middle East, or as we like to say, Paris is the Beirut of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, you're absolutely right. <laughs> okay, so so you come back to, to Beirut, and so tell us about um, what you do there. So, yeah, uh, opened the office, Hired the team. It was, you know, like uh, the, the the salaries there. You know, like uh, you know, Italy. Venice is pretty affordable in terms of um, HR, but Lebanon okay. is a different level. Gotcha. Uh, obviously, a different, also a different kind of tax uh, regime as well. So, opened that office there, and then just started getting kind of like uh, drawn to different opportunities with different people. Uh, so, uh, you know. Uh, left left the uh, employed role, started those things, uh, you know, uh, got some kind of uh, NGO grant uh, support for a couple of my ventures, more than one of my ventures. We won the first prize for my uh, for my daily deal. Uh, it was a, a Groupon clone. We got okay. caught up in this uh, hysteria of Groupon, which was the fastest company to hit a one billion valuation. And we're like, ah, oh, it's a revolutionary business model. Yep, we, we dove in. Uh, and uh, that that company is still the leading e-commerce website in Lebanon. Wow. Well, uh, well yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of, uh, uh, the metaphor I, I use for that is like being the world's tallest midget. If you're the biggest e-commerce <laughs> website in Lebanon. <laughs> no, <it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> no offense to the small people, but um, <laughs> uh, this was uh, uh, SCAS Partners. Um, that that was yeah. So, so, Skaz is my my partner Samir's um, kind of uh, what do you call it uh, uh, consultancy um, advisory firm. And so okay. uh, we, we also started that, that, that also became a, an agency, a digital agency, a performance agency, uh, okay. just applying the, the skills that I had to helping uh, companies, etc. So that was okay. a parallel, that was a parallel venture. There was also a financial services uh, firm in, uh, in the UK that we started, which was like lead generation for financial services. Uh, uh, yeah, multiple multiple things. Some of them uh, which are still surviving. Some of them are wound which are wound down. Uh, we had an exit of uh, we we started a, also a lead generation business for beauty in uh, Lebanon, uh, which we had a, an exit from for. Um, that was kind of uh, introducing people who wanted 
plastic surgery, basically, to doctors who would perform the surgeries. Yeah, um, gotcha. yeah, Lebanon's one of those capitals. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, but the, the interesting thing is that, you know, all, all of these activities uh, and the difference between then and now is that my activities now are what I can say mission aligned. Those other mm. things were opportunistic. Sure. Hey, let's yeah. do this. This is a cool opportunity. Yeah, let's sense. do this. Now, now it's like everything is leading towards that kind of mission, which is uh, much more yeah. satisfying in terms of living. Absolutely. Well, when you're starting out, that's exactly what you need to do. So um, the business that you had uh, created, was that Maksum? Yeah, Maksum is the uh, Groupon clone. Ah, uh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's daily deal, like daily deals, uh, you know, with a strong bias towards service services versus product, but we also have product as well. Yeah, gotcha. Well, so um, I, I love how you described it. Um, the work you're doing today is more mission aligned or in for some time, sort of after this set of experiences, that's where you migrated towards. Um, was there any event in your life or anything that happened where you began to just really focus on biohacking? Was there maybe a health issue? you faced or somebody close to you? I'll tell you what, there's mainly two types of biohackers in the world. Biohackers who have an origin story where they had a problem and they solved it, which yeah. is 90%. Mm -hmm. And then the 10%, which is just like, yeah, no, I just, uh, I just like it. I just love it. <laughs> so I'm in that 10%. Okay. I, I didn't have any crippling, debilitating thing. It was just like, this is cool. And like, let's roll. Let's, you know, I was yeah. living a really healthy yeah. lifestyle uh you know like uh you know like really trying to optimize that lifestyle and through that quest i kind of you know like uh, came uh, overlapped into the the biohacking world word as soon as there's that word it becomes a you know a kind of movement or a, a philosophy or that kind of thing yeah so i devoured it and now you know like it's 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 a polarizing term you know lots of people don't like the hacking sure concept no, uh, it's it's more masculine and feminine, you know, so that that kind of thing. But I'm fine with that, you know. I don't I don't have any uh, problem with polarization, or you, know, you you love it or you hate it. I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, people love it or hate it. Yeah. Well, uh, just this adoption of a healthy lifestyle. Where would you say that uh, that came from? Was there influence from um, your parents, your older brother? Just what, uh, you know, because usually we're pretty reckless when we're that age, when we're a lot, you know, 19, 20, um, we just pizzas, beer, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. but, but you had uh, a more disciplined approach. Yes. So um, my, my bro, uh, during those years, during the earlier years, he was in the in the U.S. Marines, so he was super uh, fit. Yeah. He, he took me to the gym for the first time, taught me how to work out. So yes, it does. There is a there is a, a route there. Mm. Um, then the, the the personal development quest, you know, reading all those books, really trying to find what what, what are the you know what what's the fluff and what's the substance, yeah. and being on that sort of journey at the, in parallel. It was just a foregone conclusion. There is no better way to live than the best you can. And how do you do that? By learning, learning from the greats, applying those ideas 
uh, as much as you can. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was definitely like a process. There wasn't any kind of revelation or any single moment, but uh, yes, it, you're, you're right. It, does, it did come back to my bro, uh, you know, taking me to the gym, showing me how to work out, you know, going to jogs with him, that kind of thing. Oh, that's so great. Um, it's just, it's always fascinating where the inspiration comes from that motivates us uh, in life. And so, um, I mean, for the last number of years, you've been running your own agency. And uh, as you pointed out, you've been focusing on clients that are wellness oriented or biohacking oriented. Um, are there some projects you can share with us that uh, stand out for you as particularly interesting or fulfilling for you? Sure. Correction. The agency is um, still running and, uh, okay. and I, I've been out of that business for three years. I okay. have been, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, I've had like uh, a few clients here and there, but at the moment, um, there is no client, no client activity. There's no sourcing of clients or anything. It's all my own uh, portfolio and my right. own ventures. And, uh, and uh, those are in, in health supplements, uh, e-commerce, health supplement, e-commerce, some apps, uh, a bunch of VR initiatives uh, and some like community e-learning uh, uh, very early stage uh, uh, things going on as well all around biohacking health optimization etc so the the softer word for biohacking uh, which you know I guess Tim Gray uh, from the health optimization coined or, or um, has sort of taken taken uh, Staking uh, claim to uh, is health optimization. Mm. That's the kind of word that your, your, your mom can relate to rather <laughs> than biohacking, you know what I mean? So all, all my things now are, are sort of towards that end. There's one, there's one art, art project, uh, art or more artistic project going on, which is a jewelry brand. Okay. Uh, and but aside from that, it's, it's it's all it's all health and wellness, and 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 uh, and you know this is this new jewelry brand is is uh, also providing uh, what you referred to as joy, because it's like the health and wellness is not very artistic, but now this is like real art, so uh, I'm really uh, you know kind of like enjoying the the change of mentality. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's interesting you use the term health optimization. And um, yeah, um, older generations can relate to it, but they might simply ascribe it or write it off as eat your vegetables. Um, whereas, you know, biohacking just feels more thoughtful, full of purpose and intent and um, really just geared towards maximizing one's health. But also, you know, in, in chat about this, it's not just about health, it's about performance as well, isn't it? Absolutely, and uh, yes, you, you've said it uh, very correctly. So the, the 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 principles of biohacking are, you know, uh, as simple and trivial as eating well and moving, and as ancient as you know uh, the most uh, you know like meditation. I think it was the first meditation was recorded two thousand five hundred BC. Mm. Uh, or you know yoga 
you'd know how far back that goes. These are <laughs> right. all the sort of like uh, the, 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 the origins, the sources, and then you get all the way up to the far end of the spectrum, which is, you know, genetic mo modification, implants. Yes, right. Cranial electrical stimulation, all these kinds of things. And then in between you have like, uh, you know, more, uh, you know, uh, uh, simple things like cold plunges, saunas, that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's really a spectrum. And you can choose how far up that spectrum uh, you want to go. Uh, you want to go. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Well, um, certainly. Yeah. The Ayurvedic tradition uh, in India, the, the the yoga, the meditation, um, and well, meditation is spread throughout uh, Asia uh, and and globally uh, as well. But uh, then you also have like um, you know the Swiss who have historically done quite a bit with their uh, natural healing spas and uh, the natural mm -hmm. springs. And, and of course, you know, the Russians and the Poles also have their approaches with cryotherapy and <laughs> somewhat a more aggressive, pardon? Banyas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, every, culture every civilization has looked at this how do we maximize how do we enhance or how do we um and i think longevity is such a big part of that you know how can we live longer um uh because uh that i, I just uh, i see that as a recurring theme in a lot of these these discussions yeah yes the the the, uh, the model that I like to uh, think about that is is thinking about not only really thinking about lifespan, thinking about health span. How long can you live with yeah. your faculties? Uh, that's a, a nice uh, a nice. Uh, oh. I, I believe it's more pathway. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, because yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now we want to be uh, able to enjoy the years that we have, not just uh, be tethered to. Yeah, machinery uh, and be comatose. <laughs> makes it complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you talked about sort of trotting around the globe. Um, you've come back to, to Dubai. What is it about Dubai that brings you back? Honestly, it's, uh, you know, I moved here in 2011 and uh, spent uh, those six years here and so it, it has become a major HQ. Two of my main companies are here. Two or more of my main companies are here. Uh, my main, you know, friend base is here, uh, and uh, so it it does have a kind of uh, gravitational pull on me. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. But like my, my my favorite place, and and on, on that three year quest around the world, literally uh, sampling my. Uh, favorite places around the world for extended periods, like Los Angeles, one. So, nice work. Well, a, <laughs> nice to hear. Yeah, absolutely. But of course, uh, As, I, mean, I, know, I know everyone else is complaining. Everyone else is complaining about it, right? <laughs> well, no. It's like we were either the runner-up or the second runner-up. We didn't win, so thank you, but uh, for acknowledging that's uh, nice, nice to hear. And uh, no, it was great when you when you spent some time here, and it gave us an opportunity to to meet up uh, a few times, and uh, uh, I was very thankful for that. 
and and um, well, so to that point, um, uh, you know, uh, Los Angeles is very much uh, like a, f- a fitness capital, or um, uh, yep. you know, when, when I just think back, like when aerobics came out in the '80s, like it, this was the epicenter. Um, the yoga revolution really took root here um, uh, in Southern California, and then it expanded elsewhere. Um, so there, there must be something. Well, and, and I guess you you addressed this when you talked about your friends' friendship base uh, in being in Dubai, um, why that was more attractive. But I, I was just wondering if there was something around the uh, climate for startups that maybe you found more energizing, or maybe the the population is more keen on on biohacking ideas in Dubai versus LA. What would you say about that? Actually, uh, it's it's almost the opposite. I mean, the the, the mm-hmm. startup, you know, this is this is new world. Dubai is a new world city. It's like uh, twenty years old in its current incarnation. You know, you've got like old Dubai, you've got new Dubai. Uh, they're they're quite different, um, and it's a modern city. It's uh, you know taking its place on the global stage, etc. But California is source. So uh, most of the most powerful ideas are coming from that sliver of coastline and they're filtering out to the rest of the world. Uh, And so, yes, there there is this healthy lifestyle here. Um, You know, it's a beach, it's a beach uh, culture. You know, you've got that pressure of like looking good for the beach and everything, uh, just like Los Angeles does as well. But for me, it's a different uh, it's a different category. It's kind of like a you know uh, uh, a, a copy. They're trying to copy it. They're trying to copy the, the lifestyle, but you know the real like uh, place which has it is is uh, is there. In my humble opinion. Well, that's quite a compliment. I very appreciate. And, and, and in terms of startups, in terms of startups, I mean, you know, he, here the one of the main. Like everyone's trying to really innovate, trying to really innovate. But uh, you know, when 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 you look at it, uh, 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 you know, skeptically, <coughs> um, many of the ideas here are taking ideas which have been working well out there and bringing them here. <coughs> the real core, the real true innovation is coming from you know, like uh, Cali. So and 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 so the 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 tech, you know, the the high tech is like upstate. The the more biohacking, you know, biohacking related health and wellness stuff is is a little bit down in the Los Angeles area, just because the lifestyle is more conducive to it, I guess. Yeah. So that's how I think about it. Nice. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, California is great in that way. We do have, uh, as you pointed out, the the tech sector that is enormous in in the bay area uh and then here i mean we is obviously the entertainment industry is is enormous but i think you know second to that is really wellness and of course biotech if you go further down the coast and like uh, la jolla just north of san diego um can rival any place in the, on the planet in you know, boston or, or or others for uh, its prowess um so yeah it's it's a, it's a great place to be and there is just this orientation around being entrepreneurial and coming up with new ideas and and, and sort of pushing we're, the envelope we're, we're, 
Yes, and, and here here we're kind of like reading the research. It's all you know as soon as it's published, it's on our it's on our desktop uh, on our doorstop here. But like mm -hmm. over there, if you're just going out, you're, you're bumping into the people who are doing the research, yeah. you know. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, Alex, uh, of the various areas that you've talked about that you're spending your time in, um, uh, VR kind of stands out. Um, I just feel like uh, maybe that uh, you spend a lot of time in that space. You've you've gotten uh, some great traction, and and you're doing wonderful things. So, to share with our audience about your work in that arena. Okay, so f first of all, from the uh, seven or so exponential technologies which are going to change the face of humanity in our lifetimes we've got ai blockchain genomics internet, internet of things sensors sensors and networks uh vr ar uh and what am i forgetting okay we'll, we'll stick with those ones okay. for me v vr is the most fun one it's the most fun gotcha. one. Okay. Uh, uh, robotics. Robotics is another one. Okay. It's the most fun one, and it's the least capital intensive one mm. because it's just software. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well so, said, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, okay. I mean, the, the, there are things happening in, in robotics, for example, or AI, where it's being simplified and being, you know, people are able to use the, the AI uh, for their particular goals, etc., in, in an abstracted way. And the same thing will happen with robotics, you know, maker labs, and you'll be able to build a sort of uh, robot, that kind of thing. But like, when it's pure software, uh, that reduces a lot of complexity and, and the, just the impact that you can have of just putting a headset on and being anyone, being anyone anywhere uh, is hard to kind of rival. And, you know, Compare that to blockchain, you know, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing technology, but like, you know, you have to be a certain type of geek to love blockchain, you know, like really love those ledgers and everything. Uh, and so I, I am, you know, putting my bets on um, and my um, time and, and resources and everything into the VR revolution from all of those options. Uh, it also syncs up very nicely with wellness, with productivity, with community, with getting things done, with every all these things which I care so much about, and I'm passionate about. So uh, that was my rationale for going in on on VR. Uh, I also believe that um, v building for VR now is like building for the App Store in 2007 or eight when it just came out. Anyone doing anything now is going to be a leader. Uh, so I encourage anyone listening to consider that, think about your unique uh, capabilities or interests and how they could be translated into a VR thing. And like, uh, you know, the simplest one is uh, you know, learning. Yeah. Uh, there's no better way to learn, you know, uh, than putting on, a, putting on a headset. You could, you know, like, let's say we're talking about biohacking. You want, you want to know how your cells work. You, you put the headset on and all of a sudden you're in a cell and you're swimming around in a cell and now oh, look there's a mitochondria oh look what it's doing you know how what better way to learn like the brain learning how the brain works by being inside the brain there's nothing else like it so uh yeah yeah now that, that immersive aspect um is so compelling 
and and education has been one of the verticals that has really you know uh, taken it up and and, and done really well with uh, with it and um but uh, you know some of the applications that you've uh, come up with and personally have done uh, include meditation mm -hmm. correct correct so uh, right now vr one of one of the problems with vr is that you put it on and you're enclosed from from everything else that's an advantage if you're meditating. <laughs> so, <laughs> so true. You know? yeah. uh, and you do have that kind of trigger of it being there, putting it on. And so, yeah, meditation for me is uh, a really beautiful use of VR. Um, and so I've uh, released uh, an app called Mindfulness VR. It's on SideQuest. Uh, it's very early, early stages, but it's just having a, a flag in the ground there, and uh, I'm working on it. And uh, like, I've got some, you know, nice, um, uh, you know, game-changing kind of ideas for it. But I use it, I use it for myself anyway. So, like, at, at least, you know, that, that I, I uh, in in terms of uh, deciding what to do with life and everything, you know, there's that philosophy of scratching your own itch. I made something that I want to use to meditate and uh, that's really that's good enough. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, um, look, there's so many people in a similar position. So uh, that, that those are always the best stories. Uh, I solved my own problem uh, and I, I just have this hunch that other people have the same problem. So um, it, oftentimes it's how it is. So that, that's really great. Um, the, the worst is when you come up with uh, something and you try and find a problem to solve. And then this is how I have always described Quibi, the solution in search of a problem. Uh, because <laughs> short form content was always available to people. It's called YouTube. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and then of course, you know, they've gone belly up. So, uh, uh, didn't, didn't quite work out, but, uh, yeah, uh, the key is yeah, adding value, solving a problem. And if it's personal to you, then the odds are that somebody else will need that solution as well. Yeah. So well done on that. Uh, that sounds really great. Mindfulness VR this sounds like a great application. Um, what does the future hold for for Alex? What what are you thinking about now? What are you dabbling in? What do you want to uh, accomplish in the next uh, period of time? Um, my my main career shift now, uh, as as I've uh, shared with you, is about acquisitions mm -hmm. and uh, buying companies and sort of moving into a, a different level of um, abstraction on the business world, which is the uh, you know, more like the private equity uh, side of things and looking for companies which uh, are, you know, profitable, growing, uh, and maybe not so mindfully run in terms of the new, the state of the art and scaling and all these kinds of things. And so that is where I'm finding a lot of uh, ex excitement now. That's been my main thing for the uh, year. So I still have my, you know, portfolio, my stash of different things. But uh, I am really enjoying this, uh, you know, because it, for me, it's like a different level of looking at business. I love business. I'm so passionate about business, you know, which is kind of like another word for solving people's problems and building wealth and kind of uh, creating impact and that kind of thing. So this is a different way of looking at business where instead of the product being the product, the business is the product. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah, just like literally a, a, a meta level up. 
and uh, so that's that's one of my you know main ten year plus plans is to uh, go full force on that, and then see what interesting, amazing things happen through the biohacking uh, you know uh, movement, which I'm a core part of, like uh, you know all over the world, connected to the people who are pushing forward the the movement, the research, etc. And uh, so yeah, you know very excited, very happy to be alive, very uh, driven, and that's a, a quick answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well said. Uh, we we really look forward to to seeing what you do come up with next. You've been uh, really innovative in your career, and um, you've you've really focused on those areas that um, can do a lot of. Uh, good and provide a lot of benefit for humanity. So it's uh, it's a, it's it's a great pleasure being your friend in that way because I get to kind of peer over your shoulder and uh, see what you're up to and uh, think about how that could be you know wonderful for my life. <laughs> so uh, there's only the beginning. Thank you well, for the kind words. Perfect, wonderful. That's so great to hear. I, I personally uh, try to lead a lot with. Uh, the why why are you here what's your mission what's your why mm -hmm. uh, and my mission to answer that is to make the world's most awesome so it's a working working mission okay to make the world's most awesome people more awesome the vehicle for that is biohacking these kinds of um, you know modalities uh, the, the most awesome people are the happiest healthiest most creative most inspiring people, helping them to lift up their game. And that will uh, have a, a kind of uh, cascading effect of bringing up the rest of humanity. Very nice, so well said. Well, we're, we're lucky to have you, uh, Alex, uh, to make awesome people more awesome. <laughs> Please keep doing the great work that you're doing. <laughs> Now, again, uh, thank you so much for your time. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, this was a great share. I think it's going to be very inspiring for so many members of our audience. So I do appreciate you doing this. Thank you for having me.